four Sundays of change. Let me tell you, if you have any serious issue problem, just give me these four Sundays. Serious, just give me these four Sundays. Just listen. Just come sit down, listen. Four Sundays. Very important, you listen. See, some people don't like to listen. They just want... A miracle to happen. That's why I said, give me four Sundays. Because sometimes you need to really listen. A lot of God's people, when you listen to them, they are, you know, I've, I've addressed them many times, but I can't say it enough because sometimes there could be new people in church and all that, so I can't say it enough. I try to differentiate between miracle and magic. Because religiosity makes you think that the fact that we believe in miracles means we are magically minded. And that's not it. Because a miracle is not magic. So I'm sharing something with you for the next four Sundays. Title it, Faith for a Change. Faith for a Change. Faith for a Change. Right? So, Faith for a Change. I was speaking with a, a dear lady and uh, she had been in a, 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 an issue for a while. And um, she had been a problem for a while. And she was telling me, Pastor, I need your help. And I said, okay, I think we should pray about this. She said, Pastor, I've been praying. You know, when people say things like that, immediately you begin to think, uh, maybe God has not answered her, all right? Because you're thinking, this issue, we, we are probably going to pray about it. Then the lady says, Pastor, I have been praying. So you are almost left with no option and say, Wow, then what more could be done? Because she says she's been praying and I'm going to be praying with her. So then the Holy Spirit prompted me to not assume, all right? Now this person is a, a church person, right? Not this church, but the person is a church person. You see on her statuses, she, she looks like someone who has been going to church and you know, who knows a lot about the Bible. So you'll be thinking, oh, since she says she's prayed, this is a very religious person, a very criff person, and you're expecting that the person actually really prayed and probably God is not the one who has answered. So God has not answered. So I decided to now ask her a few questions. Right? I asked her. I was prone about the Holy Spirit because I couldn't have thought of that because of the kind of statuses she posts. Very deceiving. You would think she, you know, I mean, this is real Christian life. You know? So I asked her, so can, I, can you by any means tell me the content of your prayer? I asked her. Can you tell me your point of a prayer? She said, yes. You know, because what she was going through had to do with some confusion in her life about some things she wanted in her life. So I said, okay, so can you tell me what the prayer has been about and the content of your prayer? She said, ah, yeah, I've been telling God every time I pour out my heart to God. I said, can you be more clear? You know, I, <laughs> then she said, yeah, I pour out my heart to God and I've been telling God that I'm confused. I said, ah, I said, no wonder you've not been answered. No wonder your prayer has not been answered because you see, the, the religious mindset we have concerning prayer is uh, saying just anything or saying the problem. But really, that's not it. Every situation has its approach. And all of these things are stated in scripture. Jesus Christ told Peter, he said, I give you the keys. He didn't say, I give you the key. He said, I give you the keys. Then, Later, Jesus Christ said in the book of John, 
in my father's house are many mansions. That means there are varying possibilities in God. He says, I give you the keys. So I told you before, I said the fact that you have the toilet key doesn't mean you enter the kitchen. But you have a key. One of the first things I want to blow away from your mindset is prayer is the key. Prayer is the key. Prayer is not a key. There's nowhere in the Bible the Bible says prayer is a key. Jesus said, woe unto you Pharisees for you have taken the key of knowledge. If there's any key, it's knowledge. Not prayer. Because you can pray ignorantly, you will have no results. And people have been doing that for so many donkey years. Praying, 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 but offside. Have you ever watched football? Have you seen offside before? Offside means you, you, you scored, you probably scored, and you, you, but the rules, <laughs> the rules. So, faith for a change. So this next four Sunday, you're going to be listening. You're going to be listening. Practical ways for a change. So first thing you're going to do, in your, in your notebook, have a place you are writing the notes, then have a place you are writing what I will do. That's what people get it wrong. They write notes. Many of you, the notes you write, you never go back to them. Your angels have been reading it. Because as for you, it's the same way you did in school. You write notes it's until exam week. Your notes will see you. Right? So, you want to write in your notes. Uh, partition it. That's, that's how I write my notes. Any message I'm listening to, I must have something to do. Because Jesus Christ already said, he said the hearer is not blessed. He says the doer. So, Anything I'm hearing, I might have something to do. If I don't have anything to do, I have not acted on the word. If I've not acted on the word, there's no, there's no power. So you can sit in a very powerful service. Can you imagine? You know, can you imagine that the Bible says Cain was of the evil one? In the presence of God, he was of the evil one. I thought Cain was born by Adam and Eve. But the Bible says he was of the evil one. He's speaking spiritually now. Jesus had 12 disciples. He said one was a devil. Which shows you that you can really be in the presence of God and still not see any change. I, mean, I, I told you before, the, uh, I heard somebody say, you know, if God does it for your neighbor, it means God is in the neighborhood. I said, be like you never go party with and share food you don't get some before. <laughs> you know, th- those are, they are jargons that make you excited. If God did it for your neighbor, that means God is in the neighborhood. You see, it's so exciting. It's like rhyming and, you know, it's so, oh, hallelujah. You know, you receive it like that. But... But hey, 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 hey. Recently, my prepaid got finished. Everybody in my neighborhood had lights. <laughs> Do you understand? Everybody in my neighborhood had lights. <laughs> it's my prepaid that was finished. Everybody in the neighborhood had lights. Only me. I had to cause, uh, please, top up for me. I cannot say if there's light in my neighborhood, it means ECG is in my neighborhood. I'm right and I'm wrong. The angel of death was in the neighborhood in Egypt. Yet he bypassed some doors. So you need to know what to do. Faith for a change. Then, if you have done these two things, you have what your, 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 your notes for today, then you have what you're going to do, then create another column. There you write what you want to change. Now, change doesn't always have to be there's something bad and you're trying to make it good. Change can be you are in a good place, you want to move to a better place. So maybe unemployment. So let's see. Haha. <laughs> we look at it. Change. So you're going to write what you want to change. So these four Sundays, your eye will be on that thing. As you're listening to the message, you know where you are directing it. If I say we should pray, you know where you are directing the prayer. If I say we should speak, you know where you're going to roar at it. It's going to become your prey these next four Sundays. Faith for a change. Now, first of all, to guide you on what to want to change, I need to let you know the rules of engagement. You have to know what you need to have faith for. Because there are certain things that you cannot have faith for. You see? 
You have to understand at, within which parameter or perimeter, right, are you allowed to express your faith? You need to understand those things. When you don't understand it, you'll be trying to have faith for something you have no business having faith for. And when it doesn't happen, you'll be thinking, ah, my faith did not work or, there's, or God did not answer me or something, you know. For example, I support a very good football team called Chelsea. So today, my team has a match. I cannot say that I have faith I'm going to influence the match. I cannot. You cannot have faith for a football match. So probably when I said, write down what you want to change. Somebody wants to change the EPL <laughs> table. <laughs> you are wasting your time. It's a waste of time. So you see, over there, don't even go near that one. Why can't I go within that radar? Let me explain why. How many people are playing? 11, 11. These are 11 separate human beings who have 11 separate minds with 11 separate free will. The one holding the ball can say, I am playing it to the right. You know, if, you, if you don't really know about football, you don't really understand the example I want to give. But I'll give it nevertheless. Those, those who like football will understand. But I'll try to explain it too. If in my team we have a certain player, if you give him free post, you play to my <laughs> If he decides to play it outside the post, I cannot. It's his mind. Do you understand? He's also a human being like me who also has free will to decide whether to move his leg backward or forward. So I cannot influence the match because I cannot influence his free will. Talk less of 11 separate people who probably have trained or not, who probably, uh, probably have planned better or not. So all these variables come into play. It is not within my radar of faith. It is not within my radar of authority. The right word is, it's not within my jurisdiction. So when Jesus said he has given us authority, the authority he gave us was not over another human being. Let me try to use this. Maybe you can really um, uh, identify with that as well. You want to get married? You see a young lady. I like you, young lady. Young ladies, I'm not interested. So you see, I'll use my faith to collect you. Then in the, in the night, you are in the house. I call the spirit of her. No, no, I know people who have, who have done things like that. Now, not even people. Somebody came to me and said, Pastor, you share the scripture that whatsoever you desire when you pray, believe you have received it and you shall have it. And I said, yes, I, I said it. It's in the Bible. He said, yes. So, sir, I'm a lady and I cannot walk to a guy to, to propose, but I like the guy. Can I desire and pray? I said, it's not part. He said, sir, why? I said, when you do that, you are getting into witchcraft. Yeah, that's true. It is witches who try to manipulate people's minds. I know this is what I'm saying. Some ladies don't like it because they've started praying and fasting. <laughs> Right. The person is also a free will, free moral agent. The person has a free will. You cannot manipulate the person's free will. So you have to know the things that are in the radar of faith. What is in the radar of faith? Things that affect you personally. It's within your radar of faith. If you are a father, your family is within your radar of faith. All right. So someone will ask, okay, what if I'm a child and I want to act my faith on my faith for my mother? Uh, a lot of times people come to see me like that. I want to pray for my mother. I want to act my faith on behalf of my mother. In that one, you, it's not even absolute because you don't exercise authority over your mother. So it's not absolute. The laws will have to change there. You have to tweak the laws a little. But if the mother has a child, she can act the faith on behalf of the child at a certain level. But when the child gets to a certain stage where he or she is also um, in the position to also act her faith or his faith, the mother cannot also have absolute authority. So you need to understand all those variables when you're acting your faith. So whatever you're writing, you've written there that you want to change, like employment, like business, like all those, you need to understand where it comes in. 
When it's employment, it has to do with you. So you can act your faith. Your health has to do with you. You can act your faith. Do you understand? You, have you gotten it? You get it? All right. So we now have what we want to change. We have what we are listening to. Okay. Now, this is it. The first thing you need to understand about change is don't, you know, people are always thinking of what I want to change. But they don't realize that this is how it works in the kingdom. It is not about what you want to change. It's about what will cause the change. Matthew chapter 12. All right. So now we'll look at verse 33. Matthew 12, 33. It says, either make the tree good and its fruits good, or else make the tree corrupt and its fruit corrupt. For the tree is known by the fruit. Now look at this. It's very, very powerful. Look at this. Jesus is showing us the emphasis. He says, either make the tree good and its fruit good, or else make the tree corrupt and his fruit corrupt. What's he saying now? The King James is making it look as though uh, either make the tree good and his fruit good. No. What he's saying is there is that you either make the tree good so that the fruit will be good. Are you getting it? Or make the tree corrupt. That means when you want a corrupt fruit, you don't go corrupting the fruit, you corrupt the tree. So he says either make the tree good and its fruit will be good. That's an IV. Or make a tree bad and its fruit will be bad. For a tree is recognized by its fruits. 34. You are all generation of vipers. How can ye, being evil, speak good things? So it says, how can you, being evil, speak good things? That means when a man is evil, he cannot speak good things. Now, hold on. Someone said, oh, okay. Maybe he's an evil guy, but he said a good thing. No. Jesus is showing you how it, 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 it matches in the spirit or how it appears in the spirit. When the man is evil, even if he says a good thing, it's an evil thing. Because of where it's coming from. So Jesus Christ is showing us that the source of the change must change for you to see the change. So a lot of the time, we are concerned about the miracle that has not happened. We are not reasoning and realizing that actually it's not about the change you want to see. But if we are going to see the change, we must change. If we are going to see the change, we must change. There has to be a change with the persons for there to be a change. So it says, for out of the abundance of the heart, the mouth speaketh. We'll come there. Verse 35. A good man, out of the good treasure of his heart, bringeth forth good things. That means when there's a change from the source, there will be good things. A good man, out of the good treasure of his heart, bringeth forth good things. And an evil man, out of the evil treasure, bringeth forth evil things. So, Jesus is telling us that for us to see a change, we must first change. Now, look at, for example, a pig. Take a pig, wash it, make it look good, dress it, get a baby coat, put ribbons on the pig, name it, oh piggy. <laughs> Do whatever you want. Give the pig two weeks. It will be as dirty. He might even be dirtier than you made him. Why? Because the death of the pig is inside him, it's not outside. So if you change everything around the pig, you've not done anything. Because its death is inside. So God is not really interested in changing your circumstance. It's you he wants to change. Alright, you're looking at change. Matthew chapter 13. Matthew chapter 13, verse 15. Hmm. Okay, verse 13. Let's start from 13 so you can get the context very well. He said, therefore, speak I to them in parables. Because they seeing, see not. And hearing, they hear not. Neither do they understand. Now, this is amazing. I want you to follow me, you know, these next four Sundays. I want you to follow me. He said, therefore, speak I to them in parables. Because they seeing, see not. Now, this is amazing. He says, Jesus says, they are seeing, but they, they don't see. 
And hearing, they hear not. Neither do they understand. Verse 14. And in them is fulfilled the prophecy of Isaiah, that's Isaiah, which said, By hearing ye shall hear and shall not understand, and seeing ye shall see and shall not perceive. 15. For this people's heart is wax gross. And they are, now, take notice of the word, their heart is wax gross. That means the problem is with them. He said, this people's heart is wax gross. That means it, the problem is from them. It's with them. The problem is staying with them. So, and their ears are dull of hearing, and their eyes have closed. Lest at any, oh my God, this, this, this is one of the most powerful scriptures ever. He said, lest at any time they should see with their eyes, and hear with their ears, and should understand with their heart, and should be converted, and I should heal them. That means what God is going to do, it is predicated on their seeing, their hearing, their understanding. That means change is not dated. Change is the day you see. Some people are thinking, they are waiting for God to do something. They are waiting. God does not live in time. We live in time. So God cannot have... Ah, ah. Someone say, ah. Pastor, you, you know, the Bible says that, um, uh, that there's time for everything. And a time for everything under the sun. That's the key. Under the sun. If it's over the sun, there's no time. Time is only under the sun. No, someone was very smart. He said there's a time for everything. He said under the sun. That's why someone can be going through a, a, a situation, situation when he closes his eyes. Distance, you know, he closes his eyes to pray. Distance canceled. Time cancelled. Matter cancelled. He begins to talk to God. He, can, he can't see any form. He can't see anything ahead of him. He just says, Father, in the name of Jesus Christ, I receive this, that, that, that. Then he speaks into the air. Time cancelled. Matter cancelled. Distance cancelled. Then immediately, he receives something in his heart. He says, I have my answer. Then he walks out of the place. Then truly, he does have his answer. The, the, the thing he was praying for arrived by his faith. It is the time he puts on the change, not the change. I, I, we, are, we, are, we are getting there. I'll get there. You know, he said, he said, he said lest at any time. Man, the first day I read the scripture, I closed my Bible. You know, when I was on campus and I was, I used to study the Bible a lot. I still do study the Bible, but I still come and I see a scripture like this. When I'm studying, I, I don't sit down and I just study, mm, read the Bible. No. When I see things like this, because I believe the Bible is truth. All right. So I see things like that. I'll close my Bible. I'm going to walk. People will just be wondering how I'm going. I'm just walking. I'm just coming back. I'm Because it's either this is true or this is madness. This is crazy. You can't tell me this. If you, if you don't mean this, don't tell me that. He said, less at any time. Oh, my God. At any time? That means I don't have to suffer for long. Less at any time? That means when a situation, I've, I've not been employed for one year, I'm not waiting for God to open a door next year. My blessing is not in 2022, less at any time. If I, if I should see, that means I'm not gotten it because I've not seen. So then, what's going to be my posture? My posture is I must see. You know, because he said, they see, see not. So he's not talking about reading. <laughs> He's not talking about reading. You might be reading it and you are reading it and say, uh, but I'm seeing. No, he said you have not seen. Because when you see it, that is it. Someone said, oh, pastor, how will I know if I've seen it? When you know it, you will not ask that question. When you see it, you will not ask that question. Because, come on. He says, for the people's heart is waxed gross, and their ears are dull of hearing, and their eyes they have closed, lest at any time they should see with their eyes and hear with their ears, and should understand with their heart, and should be converted and I should heal them. Change. 
change. The change, the word converted, that they should be changed. Change will only happen if their eyes see, if their ears hear, and they be converted. And they understand. When they understand, they'll be converted. And I should heal them. And change will happen. And I should heal them. Because some people, the reason why they are not healed is because they think God will heal me. Once you keep thinking God will heal me, you are far away from the healing. You are really far away from the healing because you are thinking it means that that's, a, that's an accusation on God. That means he's holding the healing and we, we are waiting for him to release the healing when he wants. That's an accusation. Once you keep saying, I know God will heal my mother. Just know that offside. I know God will heal my father. Just know that offside. Because what I say, you are trying to say that God is holding the healing and he has not given it to you. Then it negates the scripture that says by his stripes you were healed. Negates that scripture. If by his stripes you were healed, if by his stripes you were healed, that means God is not trying to heal your mother. Your mother's healing has been purchased. You need to see it. She was telling her testimony. I never prayed for her. I never prayed for her. She just kept coming to church. She just kept coming to church. Remember a lady who was, who she was told in the hospital, she has this hemoglobin, whatever, whatever, and this thing is going above this, and that she has to do that. When she was talking, she was telling me, and she was crying. I said, don't cry. Just keep coming to church. Sometimes people feel like, we just, uh, just keep coming to church. Because I know that's how the change comes. Because as I keep sharing the word of, with God, word of God with you, something happens. Your eyes open. One particular, one service, your eyes open. All of a sudden, you say, oh, okay, 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 okay. So I don't need to think like this. I don't need to talk like this. Things, then things start changing. Now, some people just come one day and they just want magic to happen on that day. And it becomes a problem. Because they want the thing to change around them. And sometimes God does those things and the thing changes around them. Then another thing comes and they have to go back to pastor. They have to go back to prophet and the prophet to collect your money. You understand? But if you want real change, we go to the word. All right? We go in the word. Now, we are making the change by the word. I want you to listen very well because as I'm, as I'm speaking, the veil will come off. All right? The veil will come off. You see. Now, it says in the book of Psalms, it says, Psalm 119, it says, the entrance of thy words giveth light. The entrance of thy word giveth light. Not the reading of the word. The entrance of the word giveth light. Then it says, it giveth understanding to the simple. If we're going to read the, the book, Seven Spirits of God, I would have gotten the spirit of understanding. Oh, wow, that's one of my best subjects. Spirit of understanding. The entrance of thy word giveth light. It giveth understanding unto the simple. All right. So, follow me. Isaiah 55. We're talking about change. 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 Look at this. Ho, everyone that thirsteth, come ye to the waters. <laughs> and he that hath no money, come ye. Buy and eat. Yea, come, buy wine and milk without money and without price. Mm, it's powerful. <laughs> I'll read it again. Ho, everyone that thirsteth, come ye to the waters. If the Bible is for you and it's a paper Bible, underline waters. Come ye to the waters. And he that hath no money, come ye, buy and eat. Yea, come, buy wine and milk without money and without price. That's lovely. I think I like this scripture. Free, like come and eat free. Wow. Some of you like free food. All right. But I want to bring out something here for you. He says, everyone that tested, come ye to the waters. The waters here is referring to the word of God. Now, in scripture, the word of God is um, likened to certain things. One of them is water. 
Jesus Christ said, or by the washing of water by the word. So when he talks about water there, I'll, I'll give you another scripture to explain that, but I want you to start getting it. The waters there is referring to the word. He said, come ye to the waters. And he that had no money, come ye. Now, he's not, he, the prophet here is not talking about actual wine and milk because you don't find wine and milk in the waters. So he says, come ye to the waters. And he that had no money, come ye, buy and eat. Yea, come, buy wine and milk. Now, hold on. He's still talking about the word. Why? Because the Bible says, as newborn babes, desire the sincere milk of the word that you may grow thereby. That means the word of God is likened to water. It's also likened to milk. In the scripture, it's also likened to meat. It's also likened to strong meat. It's also likened to honey. So when, when you want to do something, so when you pick this scripture like this, when you pick this Bible, it's when you want to grow as a baby, you don't go for the wine. When you're a newborn baby in Christ, you pick the word, you're going for the milk so that you will grow. Another person who has been going through some things, he goes for the honey. David said, sweeter than the honey in the honeycomb is the word of God. Another person, because of his level in God, he goes for the meat. Another person goes for strong meat where we talk about very deep things. Sometimes you don't need the deep things. Sometimes just go for the milk. Depends on your situation. But sometimes, there are certain things that happen, you need a wine. Now, the wine there is, see what he's talking about in verse 1. He said, buy wine and milk. The wine that's referring to the word. Now, go to verse 11. So shall my word, are you seeing? So shall my word. Be that going out of my mouth. It shall not return to me void, but it shall accomplish that which I please, and it shall prosper in the thing where to I sent it. Now, look at verse 10. As the rain cometh down, I see the waters. So now he's talking about buy wine and milk. So now we are looking for the wine. Because remember I said that if you want to see a change, you must change. So because with your dried eyes like this, there are things you cannot change. When your eyes, you look normal. Listen now. When you look normal like this, you see things normally like this. When you see a gutter, you will acknowledge it's a gutter because your eyes are clear. So... You recognize the limitation, you recognize the gutter, you recognize the problem, you recognize the mountain, you recognize the issues. You keep looking at them and say, ah, really, there's a big problem. So anytime you find yourself crying over the issue, you are not drunk. Because a drunken man will see a big gutter and say, I'll cross it. So there, the problem notwithstanding, he has changed. Put a gun on a very drunk man. So you want to kill me? I'll kill you before you kill me. Am I right? Am I right? There's a level. Come on now. Oh, come on, come on. You know, when you were new, Kanima so grade. Why is it that some people, you know, they, they, they just say, in the name of Jesus, I receive this and it comes. It comes. But there are some people, they just, they just start coming to church and they say it. They are not seeing it like that. Because you see, they are drunkards and they are drunkards. The fact that you went to a party to drink one time doesn't mean you're a drunkard. Come on. Am I talking to someone here? No, the fact that you went and drank men up doesn't mean you're a drunkard. There are people who have been doing it over three, four years. When you see them, they look like a bottle. They, they smell, they smell alcohol. They, when you pass by them, you can say, that's it. It's the same thing in, in the spirit. There are some people, they have drunk the wine of the word so much that they, they now are the wine. There are some people, if they talk to you, we drunk. 
No, there are some drunkards when they talk to you, you be drunk. Because the fuse is, is more than 60%. <laughs> Am I talking to somebody here? The fuse alone is like 60%. They, they, they should never say hallelujah in front of you. Say hallelujah. <laughs> when you are drunk with the word, there's something you see. It's called truth. Write it down. Truth. Because you see, we are going to navigate our faith in the direction of the truth. You see, faith is not going toward, I want you to listen very well. Faith is not going toward your desire per se. It is going in the direction of truth. Faith is going in the direction of truth. Like for example, I'm saying this so you understand this example. It's like your friend is in an office. And your friend is um, maybe the managing director. And you wish you were the managing director. Then you now start using your faith in the name of Jesus. I remove my friend. No, people do such things. If you've, never, if you've never hung around Christians for long, you don't know what I'm talking about. I've hung around Christians for so long and you can see the rubbish. So, you look at your faith. I say your faith will go in the direction of truth. Your faith will not go in the direction of your desire, as it were. Your desire has to be in the realm of truth. So, when you change, you see truth. Because realize that we are looking at seeing the truth. Seeing the truth. Now you have to see. He said, lest at any time, if they shall see with your eyes, because you have to see the truth. When you are drunk, there's, there's what you see. What you see is truth. <laughs> what you see is truth. That's what God wants you to see. Now, the question is, what is true? What, what is truth? What is truth? Okay? Now, that, that's one of the biggest things in Scripture. What is truth? Truth is not necessarily what is true. Something can be true and not be the truth. Because you see, when we talk about truth, Christians start thinking, oh, honesty and saying what? No. Truth. Oh, come on. John chapter 18, verse 36. Jesus answered, my kingdom is not of this world. If my kingdom were of this world, then would my servants fight that I should not be delivered to the Jews. But now is my kingdom not from hence. Verse 37. Pilate therefore said unto him, are thou a king then? Jesus answered, thou sayest that I am a king. To this end was I born, and for this cause came I into the world, that I should bear witness unto the truth. Then he says, everyone that is of the truth heareth my voice. Are you, are you seeing the reason why some people can't understand the word of God? Because you see, you have to be on the side of truth to understand the word of God. You have to be on the side of truth. Jesus Christ said, he came to bear witness of the truth. Now, mind you, at this time, Jesus was before Pilate. He was tried and he was found guilty. But Jesus said he was truth. According to the laws of the land and the papers given him and the papers there, he was supposed to be tried and that he was wrong. So it could be true, but it was not the truth because Jesus Christ said at this point in time, he said he came to bear witness of the truth. And he says, everyone that is of the truth, he heard my voice. <laughs> then Pilate asked him in verse 38. He said, Pilate said unto him, what is truth? What is truth? What is truth? That's the question. What is truth? Oh, people quote the scripture. Oh, and you shall know the truth, and the truth shall make you free. And people think, oh, that means if you speak the truth, you'll be free. No, that's the meaning of that scripture. He said, you shall know the truth, and the truth shall make you free. He didn't say the truth shall set you free. John 8, verse 32, verse 32. And ye shall know the truth, and the truth shall make you free. <laughs> you shall know the truth, and the truth shall make you free. The word there, Make you free is not the same word as set you free. Because when you say the truth shall set you free, it's like saying, so the truth is what is responsible for opening the prison gate. That's the meaning of set you free. No, no. 
make you free means the door to the prison has been opened. But you did not know, so you are still in there. So they come to tell you the truth, and the truth makes you free. And you shall know the truth, and the truth shall make you free. So um, a guy is inside the prison, but he's been released, but he's not been told. So he's still in there. He thinks, uh, if I step out of here, they'll say I'm trying to break jail. So he's still in there. One week, he's still in there. Two weeks, he's still in there. Three weeks, he's still in there. He's still in there. Then the prison guy says, ah, you are still here for one month? You are supposed to be out of this place. He has been made free, not set free. So when you know the truth, you are made free. So the truth about your health, the truth about your employment, the truth about your finances, what is the truth about it? Not what is the facts. Because it can be factual and not be the truth. Because for it to be truth, it needs the company of the spirit of truth. For it to be true, or for it to be truth, it must be measured by the truth measurement of heaven. So the question is, what is the truth about your, 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 your healing? What is the truth about your health? What is the truth about it? Not how am I feeling? Because you could be feeling sick, but what is the truth? So you have the fact, the doctor said, you are having this problem, that problem. The doctor says, your red blood cells have gone like this. Your white blood cells are going this way. But what is the truth? So first of all, we cannot even start talking about faith until you know the truth. Because you have to channel your faith in the direction of the truth. So we look at the change. We look at the change. So we look at the change. I'll end with this. <laughs> Thank you, Holy Spirit. We are looking at the change. We are looking at the change. I said, there are some change you need. You need, um, you need to be crazy. There are some change you want to make. You need to be crazy. You need to be crazy. And for you to be crazy, because you, you, you probably have had this condition for 10 years. How is it going to change? You need to be crazy. You need to be crazy like Abraham to call yourself Abraham when you have no kid. Bible says he was strong in faith, giving glory to God. That means, how was Abraham doing it? Some of you think Abraham was just sitting in one corner waiting for the child to come. I was like, he was giving glory to God. So that means Abraham was in town. When you call him Abraham, Abraham, he said, glory to God, I have a child. People are just thinking, something is wrong with that boy now. Something is wrong with Abraham. I found a dream. I found a dream. Abraham would just be walking and say, glory to God, I have a child. Yeah. He would just be walking somewhere. Glory to God, I have a child. You'll be looking at him, oh, Abraham. <laughs> this thing is here. No, you know, you know, when you see it, I tell you, you are not employed. You are not employed. When you see it, you will dress in the morning. I am a casataya. When you see it, you, you will dress in the morning. You have a table and a chair. You walk and go and sit there. Anybody calls you, say, I'm in the office. Hey. Am I talking to somebody here? Glory to God, I have a job. Glory to God, I have a job. Glory to God, I have a job. You know, start saying it. Anybody say that? Glory to God, I have a job. But no company has called you. Say, Glory to God, I have a job. They're just walking somewhere. Glory to God, I have a job. They just rushed your wife. They said, Oh, she has, she has lost the baby. Glory to God, my baby is intact. You know, my dear friend, my dear friend, wife was pregnant and she started bleeding. Bleeding. My friend said, they said the, the blood was too much. They got there, the nurse said, they think she has miscarried. Said she's bleeding too much, she has miscarried. He called me. Before I wanted to speak in tongues, I said, no. When he said, your child is there. 
<laughs> I said your child is there. So where from the blood? That's between the red blood cells and whatever is going on. Hey, hey, hey. Glory to God! Glory to God! Hey! Thank you, Lord Jesus. Glory to God. Glory to God. Bible says he rejoiced in faith. Glory, giving glory to God. You have to learn to give glory to God. Give me glory to God. Give me glory to God. Everybody starts looking at this. Uh, there's something wrong. I said you need to take the wine. You need to take the wine. Because when you take the milk, your eyes will still be clear. And let me tell you something. Let me tell you something. Oh, Rabakaya. Are you seeing the word? He's target not. He's target not at the promise of God. That means he's target in the direction of the promise of God. Come on. When you drink, you stagger. So it's either you are staggering in faith or you are staggering in unbelief. Because when you drink, you begin to move in a certain way. Then they're not normal way. Staggering. 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 Your assignment. If you want to see a change, your assignment this week. Every day, listen to three messages. I want to show you a scripture. We end with that one. Come on, come on, come on. Thank you, Jesus. Proverbs. Yes. Yes, Proverbs 23. Proverbs 23. Verse 29. Bill, look at this. He said, Who hath woe? Now, you will see this in the negative. I want to put it in the positive. He said, who had woe? Who had sorrow? Who had contentions? Who had babbling? Who had wounds without cause? Who had redness of eyes? Who? Verse 30. He said, they that tarry long at the wine. They that go to seek mixed wine. That means your problem determines how long you keep with the wine. Your situation determines how long you keep with the wine. You cannot have a serious problem and you listen to the word of God Sunday to Sunday. And he used the word, tarry longer than wine. You can sort of sit with the word of God. You are on it. There was a day I needed a certain change. I listened to eight messages in a day. I didn't go anywhere. Tarry longer than wine. He said, you have redness of eyes. You look at the situation, you sit with the word of God. They that tarry long at the wine. They tarry long at the wine. Sometimes pick the scriptures. Be there. Carry long at the wine. He said, who had woe? Who had sorrow? Who had contentions? Who had redness of eyes? That means when you stay long at the wine, we will see the effects. See the effects. When you take that wine, your eyes are clear. They are not clear. You begin to see things differently. You know, there was a time people used to do a certain meme, eye clear. No, no, we, our eye no clear. 
You understand? I can't see the way they see it. My eye no clear. You understand? That's why you can think that there's problem all over the world and I say, oh, I'm securing God. I'm securing God. So you can say, oh, everybody is sick. Everybody is dying. Oh, no, no. I, I said, he that dwelleth in the sacred place of the Most High, abiding on the side of the Almighty. You understand? Tarry longer than the wine. 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 You are looking for something. You've been praying about it. You, you've not been seeing. Probably you are praying wrong. I think you should sit down for a moment. Sit down for a moment. Sit with the word of God. Tarry longer than the wine. Let it keep entering. Let it keep entering. Let it keep entering. Look, when you hit that point, when you hit that point, and the word of God enters, and something happens, nobody will tell you that it has changed. But first of all, we need you to change. Lift your hand toward heaven. It's time for you to pray in the Holy Ghost. It's time for you to pray in the Holy Ghost. It's time for you to pray in the Holy Ghost.